you might be able to see some of the beautiful butterflies behind me, and they represent Sunday school children. You'll hear more about that during our children's message this morning. Uh, but I am so thankful, so grateful for all of the children who sent in, colored their, their butterflies that they received from assembly, sent them in, and uh, are so beautifully adorned here on our altar and our walls uh, as we gather this morning for worship. Our gospel reading comes from the gospel of St. Matthew, and it is at the 28th chapter, verses 1 through 10. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said it would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and that he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him and grasped his feet, and they worshipped him. Then he said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. The Gospel of our Lord. In the history of prison breaks, this one has to take the cake. It was a miserable failure. It was a prisoner who was locked up in the prison, San Quentin. And you can imagine being imprisoned for so much of your life that you spend every waking moment that you can dreaming about freedom, hoping for a future outside of the prison walls. He planned a little scheme. He thought for sure it would work. He had been working in the laundry, and so he, he realized that if he went in after hours and he hid in the laundry bin underneath all of the dirty clothes, that when the laundry truck came to receive the laundry bin, to take it, to clean it, that that would be his escape. He knew that the unsuspecting driver would just grab the laundry bin and the unseen guest hidden underneath all the musty towels and the dirty jumpsuits, and he would just drive away through the prison gates into a new life of freedom. 
there was only one problem. The laundry for cleaning the towels and the jumpsuits was on the prison site, on the other side of the prison campus, inside the walls of the prison. The laundry truck never left the prison gates. And after an uncomfortable, fairly short, but stinky ride, the prisoner was sent back to his prison cell where he continued his confinement. In some ways, this attempted prison break story serves as a current day parable for us, for our fallen human condition, for the way that we have lived our life apart from God. You see, the human spirit contains this irrepressible desire to be free. We know it from our national origins, but we, know, we also know it from within the deepest parts of our soul, that we are all desiring to be free, free from the bondage that traps us, that holds us, that in doesn't enable us to, to move about like we would like. In many ways, we are like that inmate who keeps riding around the prison yard, thinking if I can just think of a little better way to free myself, then I can get out. But we can't free ourselves, not from the bondage that we are in. We are on the move but we never actually go anywhere. So with the time of social isolation, with this fear of disease, with the anxiety of the unknown, we too are trapped. And we know that this life is truly not living. Even when life seems bearable, safe, even comfortable, Deep down, we know that this is not truly living either. Because both ways of living are living without God and His promise. We long for freedom. It swells within us until we realize that we will never get out of here alive on our own. But what if somebody actually did break out of prison? What if someone, instead of rioting around the prison grounds, actually had a plan to escape? And not only escape, but what if this, if this person returned to the prison and came no longer as a fellow prisoner, but as our liberator, as our deliverer, as our savior? What if someone came to you and said, you don't have to spend the rest of your life like this. There is a place of freedom. Even in the midst of social isolation, there is a place of freedom. And then he would say, but to get there, you'll have to trust me and follow me. You see, there is a place of freedom. 
And for us, it began in Matthew's first chapter of his gospel when he announces that God came to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us in Jesus. You see, at Christmas, we celebrate how God, through Jesus, entered into our prison walls, our walled existence, and he became a prisoner, like us, for us. But he spoke about a new life outside of the prison walls. He talked about a place of love, a place of healing, place of forgiveness and of freedom. And he announced it as God's kingdom coming here on earth as it already is in heaven. And then, and then it imploded. Just like the rest of us will, Jesus died. In Matthew chapters 26 and 27, we, we have a very descriptive picture of the darkest hours of Jesus' life. If you were able to join us for the Good Friday Tenebrae service, you got to hear from the Gospel of John the darkest hours of Jesus' life. But in Matthew 26 and 27, he begins with the plot, a plot by humans to kill Jesus. That's how he begins it. And then we hear about the betrayal that is coming. And then there is the Last Supper where the betrayal actually begins to happen. And then there is the denial that he ever knew Jesus. And there's the Mount of Olives where they pray together in the early morning hours. And then there is the arrest and the trial and Jesus' crucifixion. And then it's capped with his death. His death, a gruesome death a cruel and, humil and humiliating death, a death that crushes every dream. He claimed to be God with us. In his death, instead, he appears to be another symbol for the absence of God.
Call my name. 